Welcome to Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. So glad to have you, honored to have you with us. Um, you can find us at goodlifetelevision.org, and you can always uh, find us on all of the social media platforms. Uh, you can look for Good Life Television. Love to have you join us, keep up with us. We, you know, we set out to um, inspire and honor and encourage, empower, educate, and uh, try to bring some light into the darkness and tell the good stories and uh, the hopeful messages. And so we've got we've had some great guests and overcomers and achievers and doers, dreamers. Um, it's been a fantastic um, lineup. And so we hope you'll check them out at goodlifetelevision.org. I'm really excited about my, my two guests today, two friends of, of mine and um, amazing people, uh, Douglas and Spencer Doman. Welcome. Um, Douglas and Spencer are the president and CEO of Doman International, which is at domaninternational.org. Um, and Doman International is focused on helping families help their special needs child. Um, they have been involved with this work for Douglas professionally for 45 years, Spencer for 15. Douglas's father, Glenn Doman, um, was a pioneer in this area, and they are keeping the torch, passing the torch, and, and keeping this dream alive, which has impacted tens, hundreds of thousands of people all over the world uh, over 65 years. So I'm so honored to, to have you both here. Um, it's a great pleasure. <laughs> thank you. And we've we've talked. We've, we've had. We're, thankfully, we're able to do a few episodes together, and so we've got to bounce around a little bit on our topics. But uh, one of the things we've talked about is this. You know, this the the term brain injury is kind of an umbrella term to cover all these hundreds, dozens and hundreds of diagnoses that people receive because there can be some lack of clarity like, you know, what am I, what is this, you know, and, and what do I do? And so you guys kind of simplify it by saying, you know, it's all a brain injury of some sort that affects some area of the brain and that's how we're in. We're going to treat that area of the brain to help them improve. One of the diagnoses that's somewhat common is cerebral palsy or CP. Um, CP is the most common motor disability in children, according to the CDC. Between one and four of a thousand live birth babies worldwide experience cerebral palsy, and one in 345 children in the U.S. have been identified uh, with cerebral palsy. So it's somewhat common. So a lot of parents are going home with a newborn or a child or discovering their child is being given the diagnosis cerebral palsy. What does it mean? What do they mean when they say cerebral palsy? And what does it look like? And how do you guys approach uh, those families? Well, this goes way, way back um, in our work, you know, really to the very, very beginnings. And, you know, of course, my father adored all special needs children and dedicated his life to them. But these children were special to him. Uh, and so the what made them so special for him was the the dichotomy of these children who were so and still so badly misunderstood you know in the world today now um, we've talked about the great genius dr temple fay um, my father's mentor really the grandfather of the institute's work and dr fay was a neurosurgeon he was a neurologist and he was one of the founding members of the board of directors of united cerebral palsy hmm. um, which was the first organization in the world ever dedicated 
to these children. And uh, this goes back way before the institutes and um, Dr. Fay, a great genius, um, in those days there weren't women on the boards of such organizations, which um, of course, you know, our work is based upon mothers and they're right. the heart and soul of everything that we do. So they should be a part of anything that has to do with a, a special right. needs child. Um, and Dr. Fay said to the other gentleman on the board, he said, gentlemen, we've got the wrong words. Being a neurosurgeon, <laughs> you know, of course, uh, working directly with the brain, you know, day in and day out. He said, let's look at the words. He said, cerebral refers to cerebrum, the highest level of the brain, and this is the part of the brain where human intelligence lies. He said, these children are not injured in the cerebrum, so we've got the wrong part of the brain. Wow. And then he said, now let's look at the word palsy. Palsy means shaking or paralyzed. The human brain has no moving parts. It cannot shake. It cannot be paralyzed. So let us stop. Let's throw this word out. Wow. And then, uh, of course, they ignored him. Um, they made United Cerebral Palsy, and that spawned United Cerebral Palsy organizations all over the world. And the sadness of that, those organizations have been raising millions and millions of dollars um, towards cerebral palsy, and they've been, it's been going on for 60 or 70 years. And Dean, where are the results? I mean, if you go onto the website and into uh, the net and you look up cerebral palsy, you're going to find it's an incurable disease. <laughs> We've got um, uh, cerebral palsy kids graduated from our program. They have no sign of any cerebral palsy in them. Uh, they're often smart of whips, higher IQs than you and I, <laughs> uh, higher achievers than you and I are. And so the world has got it so wrong um, with these children. And so they fascinated my father because they're injured in the midbrain, um, which is a very ancient part of the brain that has large responsibilities for balance um, and coordination. So that's why they often have, you know, great mobility problems. And if they are hurt enough, um, you know, they can be totally immobile. Um, they can't speak. Um, uh, they may drool and look terrible. And so people look at them and think uh, they're, they're idiots. But the highest level of the brain is not injured. <laughs> and that kid that can't talk is most likely understanding everything in his or her um, environment. Uh, so, of course, my father learned this 60 years ago, but we're very careful with these kids if they're nonverbal, um, <laughs> that they're understanding every word, right. you know, that we're saying, because right. <laughs> when they start to talk, we don't want them to say, that guy, <laughs> that was the jerk that said such and such uh, about me. And by so, the way, we have had children who, when they start speaking, they do say that. Really? Yes, oh yeah, I mean, because here they were for years, you know, listening to people talking about them around them, you know, uh, not thinking die. that they didn't understood and they were getting it all along. And, uh, Isn't yeah, that so. interesting? And we've had at least one kid in Norway who wrote a book 
um, that says, I remember when Dr. Smith said blah blah about me, and it was June 12th, you know, <laughs> he remembered everything. I mean, wow. these kids are really smart. Don't mess with them. Well, wow. in, even though he didn't have cerebral palsy, I think an example of this that anyone could understand is uh, the late Stephen Hawking, right? Oh. Because Stephen Hawking, born well and healthy, but he... Uh, in his, uh, I think, 20s or 30s, got motor neuron disease, and he ended up losing all of his motor ability, right? So he couldn't, he could no longer move, he couldn't speak, he couldn't really use his hands. Fortunately for him, he was able to communicate with some, you know, the latest technology and, and slight movements of his finger. But, uh, you know, for him, he retained all of his intellectual faculties, right? He couldn't move, couldn't speak, but up here, he was just as brilliant or more brilliant than he was before. Right. And uh, so I, fortunately, the world looks at someone like Stephen Hawking and can understand that. But right. I, you know, I often because say- Because he was born he well. He was born well. Right. But I, I say to parents, I say, think about it. If Stephen Hawking had been born the way he was, right? Uh, if he would have been born the way he was later in life, would anyone have thought he was smart at all? And I, I think we all know the truth. Probably the world would not have uh, r respected how smart a person was, was inside. The greatest astrophysicist of our times. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and so one of the, uh, my grandfather Glenn's, uh, you know, most famous quotes is that there's no correlation between brain injury and intelligence but there's a huge correlation between brain injury and the ability to express intelligence. And so we have to understand that just because someone's having difficulty expressing themselves, it doesn't mean that inside that they understand everything that's going on. And so we actually tell parents it's better, you know, even if you're unsure what your child is, is understanding, it's better to talk to them like they're Stephen Hawking uh, <laughs> than to talk to them like they don't understand because right. um, the more stimulation you can give, the, the better. And this also happens, you know, to people who have had stroke um, because um, 50, 60, 70 year olds um, have a stroke um, and they lose the ability to talk and people think that they're stupid when in fact, even though they were the CEO of a company with uh, 100,000 employees, they understand everything just as they did in the last time they went to the office. Um, and of course, uh, my father learned to be very respectful to them as well uh, because they understand everything that's going on. That must be so frustrating. Yeah. I mean, exactly. That body that exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. And being and, so and, intelligent. And often being the smartest person in, in the room. In the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, with cerebral palsy, um, these children are injured in the midbrain uh, and they have huge potential um, in every way. But um, my father, when he learned that he could teach them to read at a young age, which he chose to try to do because he knew they were innately intelligent, um, but he thought if he could teach them to read, then people would respect their intelligence and respect them as human beings. So he developed a reading program, and for a guy whose um, expertise in life was mobility, it was completely outside you know, his field of endeavor, but he was a genius. So um, he developed his reading program, started to teach parents how to teach their cerebral palsy children at two how to read. You know something about that. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and of course, 
these children, being so bright, um, were often reading independently by the time they were three, and sometimes by three or four they were reading as well as eight or nine-year-olds, thus proving their intelligence so that people would respect them. Now that has been the rule of thumb uh, in our work, you know, for 50 years now. But, I mean, it takes so long, you know, for the world to catch on, Dean. And this is, I mean, I mean, it's hard for us and it's hard for you um, because how many um, thousands of Ella Deans are out there um, uh, and um, with the same potential as your daughter and, right. and they're just wasting away. Right. Or society is pouring millions of dollars upon them for social services in terms of treatments that don't work, right. um, which now everybody's losing. The parents are losing, the kid is losing, society is losing, right. and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, brilliant. So just to refresh, for if you're just joining us, so I have Douglas and Spencer Doman with me. Doman International is the organization. They help special needs families with special needs children develop a roadmap to help the child grow and develop. And we're talking about cerebral palsy specifically. Tell me about Antonio Simonelli. <laughs> well, Antonio's a you know, native son of uh, California right California. here. California. Yes. All right. And um, his parents, you know, came from California uh, to the institutes. And uh, he was three when we saw him, diagnosed with cerebral palsy. Um, he crept into our clinic at three, not being able to walk. Um, you know, large visual problems as well. And he was behind pretty much in every way. Uh, his family, you know, wonderful, went to work, uh, you know, doing our program with him. Tony did very well, very well. And um, uh, by the time he was ready to go to school. They said he was ready. Um, we're very conservative about graduating kids. We won't put our seal of approval on them, you know, unless we know we're never, we don't want to ever see this kid again. Of course, we want to see him when he's married and when he graduates from high school, but we don't want to see him as a patient ever again. But so often the parents are right. Um, they know their child better than anyone. Um, they thought Tony was ready. They were right. We were wrong. And uh, he went to school and he did very, very well. Elementary school, um, you know, middle school. Um, in high school, Tony himself was not pleased um, with his mobility and that he had made it all the way. So he went back on the program at that time uh, and um, continued to be in high school and graduated the valedictorian of his class. So he then went on to Berkeley, uh, where he got a scholarship, um, and um, then he went on to Boat Law, it's Boat, Boat Hall, is it? Yeah, Boat Hall Law School. Um, and again, he was given a Chancellor's Scholarship, which is, um, you know, students that go to Yale and Harvard um, would often prefer to have a Chancellor's Scholarship to Boat Hall. He got that, um, went to law school, did incredibly well, and Tony is now, of course, um, a uh, attorney. I think he has three masters of law on top of his, you know, law of his doctor of jurisprudence, uh, and I think in international law, tax law, and 
contract law or whatever. So he is incredibly well-rounded, um, a, a brilliant guy. And if I can just, you know, tell a story yeah. which is very dear to my heart. Yeah. Uh, when uh, our Doman method course from special needs to wellness, this is the course that parents start um, to come onto our program. When we, um, through Global Giving, which is um, as a nonprofit organization, um, we often send our donors to Global Giving where they donate the funds there and then um, come to us. So we started a campaign uh, to raise $15,000 to take our Domain Method course, professionally put it on video, so then we could put the course online so parents around the world wouldn't have to travel to us or we wouldn't have to travel to them, which hugely diminished the expense of the course. And so we started the campaign. Like three days later, Global Giving contacts us and said, you got your $15,000. And we said, how? And he said, well, you know, one donor. Okay, who's the donor? Antonio Simonelli, <laughs> our kid, our cerebral palsy kid who crawled into our clinic at age three, gives the entire amount because he realizes this will help parents all over the world and make a huge difference. And, you know, if that doesn't show God exists, that story, for me, I mean, that is the, the greatest Christmas story there is. It's oh, beautiful. I mean, I, I, we have our own story, which is what's so amazing about the cerebral palsy one. But I just real quickly, I just want to tell the tiny bit because Ella Claire, she had a stroke in the womb, two thirds of her brain affected. You know, she wasn't using the left side, wasn't moving at all, and she was getting more rigid by the month. You know, going like this, and of course, we have no idea. We come see you, we start a program. It's nutrition, it's breathing, it's that. that. We, I remember one point when she got a little bit more. Mobile, but but you guys were like, how do you make them do it? And you talked about like using food, like breakfast. And you want to eat? You better get to that next piece of bread. So literally, in our house, we have a figure eight of carpet, <laughs> and and I'm out there every morning with peanut butter toast, putting them like six feet apart, <laughs> so that she'll go to the next one, and she would do thousands of these <laughs> laps and it worked I mean the program worked in terms of the whole thing worked and, and so she went from going this to going here to going here to I mean and that's a long story to talk about the whole all the dynamics of the program would take a long time but I just want to say it worked I didn't see it like I'm, I told you guys, I mean, I'm like, no way. I mean, they, how are they going to reverse this? They're telling me, you know, to do this breathing program and this and that. Uh, is that really going to, and it worked. And, and she uses the left side. She shouldn't use any of the left side. I saw the brain scan when she was born. She should not be using the left side of her body. Uh, she shouldn't be mobile at all. Talking, wasn't breathing well when we met you. She is mobile. She talks in two languages. Um, can't stop her from talking. Can't stop her from talking. <laughs> uh, brilliant, joyful, teaches us all a lot. She has 13 jobs in our house. She'll tell them you if you ask her. Um, and she's just enriched our life. But it, it was spectacular and life-changing. The program we got to you. So we show up, 
with this brain injured child, no idea what to do, cerebral palsy diagnosis, and the doc, you know, the, the, the doctor, the mantra is, we'll see what happens. What's gonna, is she gonna talk? We don't know, we'll see what happens, you know. Well, that's not a great way to live, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so we went from that to this hopeful, here's what you can do, and man, I'm telling you what, Susan, I've never been more fired up. I mean, we'd get back from Philadelphia and we would be like charging, you know, just so excited that we could help our daughter. We knew what to do. Now it's hard work. I mean, the Saturday mornings with the toast, I mean, it's old at some point. It worked. And when you know how you can help your child, the truth, and you can do it, it's Katie bar the door. I mean, for, for most parents, they're like, Oh my gosh, yes. I'll, I mean, it was just like the opportunity of a lifetime. So I want to say thank you uh, from our family uh, because it, it has truly been life-changing for us. And I want to say that on camera uh, because uh, there's, there's going to be other parents out there that are going to see this. That they have a cerebral palsy, developmentally delayed, whatever the diagnosis is. And I want them to see this and hear it from me that I'm not a paid spokesman. I'm a dad. And I've this has happened to me. And so if you're sitting out there and you've got a kid in any one of these categories and you don't know what to do, you're not alone. And these are the people to talk to, <laughs> domaninternational.org. Um, so I don't know where I was going with that, but that's my story. And, uh, and we're grateful. Well, um, as you know, uh, a core part of our mission is to empower parents to do the impossible yes. and you uh, and of course your wife the angel um, did the impossible and um, you know all the results they were done by you I mean we taught you but you actually did it and of course Ella Claire did it as well and mostly your wife did it um, yes. uh, and so in the same way that our job is to empower you, our parents, by becoming the best therapists for their children, from a cognitive, physical, nutritional, respiratory, social way, um, they empower us uh, to keep going and finding you know, better methods so the kids can get better, quicker, faster. Yes. And it's powerful, it's like a flower blooming, and these kids don't get to bloom that often. I mean, I think the numbers, I don't know how many, what the numbers are, but I mean, we've talked about 60 years ago, they were warehoused, or I mean, institutionalized. And, and to, from and they that, are. and they, well, yeah. The opportunity, you know, when, when we know what's in there, I mean, like you said, they're totally in there, can't express necessarily or have trouble, but, totally in there you know and when we get to f meet them you know get to find out who that ver by by virtue of doing a program you know that you guys give it's a, it's a incredible opportunity and you know what you went through which virtually all parents go through that straight wait and see and wait and see it's really um, cruel and unusual punishment because the sooner we can get going with those kids the better and faster and quicker the results are going to be there's no question about that the younger we get the children 
um, for you know all the different types of brain injured children that we see, but particularly for cerebral palsy, the sooner the better. So it's a waste of time to wait and see, and right. nothing is going to happen if you wait and see. It's just going to be a waste of time. The kid becomes heavier in terms of his body, often becomes more rigid, so movement becomes right. difficult. Right. We want our right. kids little and light um, right. because it's so much easier to move when you're little and light. Spencer, let's just, we only have a couple minutes left, but just talk a little bit about the mechanics of Doman International, just so that person who's watching, how this works. Somebody wants to know how to help their child. They go to your website, they call you. Walk us through what happens from Sure, that. yeah, there, there are basically three three steps. The, the first step is just contacting Doman International about your child and, and uh, you know, one of our representatives answering the parents' questions and, and talking them through the process of what the Doman method is and, and uh, how it can be used with their child. The, the second step is taking the online Doman method course, which is our four-week online course where we train parents how to use the Doman method in their home. Uh, and, uh, and parents can start that, the program at home right away. Uh, and then step three is uh, coming to Doman International for an appointment. And so Domain International has worldwide locations in, in Philadelphia, in Italy, and in India, and in Russia, and Serbia. We see our families all around the world. Uh, and uh, we do both appointments uh, in person, so parents can come to see us, but we also do remote appointments as well, uh, just to make our program as, as accessible as possible for families. But what we essentially do at those appointments, we evaluate the children, to see where they are uh, developmentally. And uh, we, our team designs a treatment program for that child. And then we, we teach the families, because we're all about parent empowerment, exactly what to do for that child to reach that child's goals. Right, and then the advanced program, if you get on it, it's really a two-year program, right? That's right, and yeah. you guys are the quarterbacks right. for, that, for everything about that child. And I wanted to emphasize that, that this is, you know, it's in every area from health and you know general well-being and to breathing and respiration to and you want to say a word about respiration before we go well i mean respiration is you know a, a key area and of course my father put a huge amount of time and effort into researching this and developing programs that are taught to parents that they uh, apply to home the the principal foods of the brain are oxygen glucose and trace elements but oxygen is the principal food and is so necessary for brain growth and development so the first program we have is domain method oxygenation um, where um, the, the children uh, have our breathing enhancement program now this program is a very effective program it's surprisingly easy to do but it can only be done under the direct supervision of a medical doctor. So we have a protocol um, which we have used with thousands of children from the most profoundly brain injured children to the uh, most mild brain injured children. That protocol has to be followed um, so it's done 100% safely. And it is contraindicated for uh, children who have uh, cardiological or pulmonary problems. Now I'm happy to say that the great majority of brain injured children, special needs children, do not have cardiological or pulmonary problems. Um, as a group, 
it is the, the Down syndrome children or trisomy 21 children who do have a greater incidence of this and we have great experience with them as well. Um, but this program is, um, if we better oxygenate the brain, all the other programs um, are more effective. So the, the programs that are about getting information into the brain our sensory simulation programs go better because the brain is better oxygenated. And then our motor programs where we develop mobility, language, and manual competence. Um, I'm, of course, you know all this. Uh, um, then those programs go better as well. And, you know, uh, special needs children, you know, sometimes parents are surprised. Oh. Uh, my child doesn't have a respiratory problem, but if you see that child, and this is very typical of the cerebral palsy kids, right? They don't breathe well. Yeah. You'll see them breathing through their mouths. Yeah. Um, we're all nose breathers. You're breathing through your nose. You're breathing through your nose. I'm breathing through my nose. They're mouth breathers, and you right. can spot somebody from 50 feet. What's wrong with them? Yeah. Uh, they're breathing like that. Often they have tiny chests right. um, compared to average children their age. We have programs to grow their chests. Right. And so um, we give them a bigger gas tank, you know, right. uh, deeper, by making the lungs bigger. Yeah, talk. I mean, I mean of you course. can't talk if you don't have breath. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. We got to end it there. If you, if you know of somebody with cerebral palsy, especially a child and your family, friend, I really encourage you to con to reach out to Doman International, domaninternational.org. They they really could help with a roadmap that that could be life changing. So I we highly recommend them. And the Turner Foundation, who sponsors this program, is delighted to to partner with Doman International. So thank you, thank you, gentlemen. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>